This episode of Just Conversation is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash justconvopod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash justconvopod today. Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to Just Conversation, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Christina. And I'm Jack. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Yes. Also, this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to share opinions and ideals on the topics we discuss, people. So, you know, get somebody, pull them nice and neat close to you, or find somebody and tie them up. Force them to listen to the show against their will, and then argue with them even when they're not arguing back. They're just like, please let me go. And you're like, no, we're going to listen to just conversation. Who are you? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. They're freaking out. Yeah. Freaking out. And he's like, this is going to be great. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have anybody to kidnap and listen to this with, you can listen to it alone and argue it yourself in a room or go outside in public and start screaming at yourself. It's also just that good. Make sure you wear headphones that are wireless, wear a beanie over your head so they disappear, and start cracking up and insulting all the things you disagree with out loud. Yes. So they sound like, I mean, so they look like a crazy person? Yes, it's the best way to listen to this show. Yes. Outside with completely concealed headphones, full volume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Anyways, before we get to what we are doing today... We are going to... Do reviews! Yes, which we get from Apple Podcasts and any other location, but the ones we read are from Apple Podcasts. And if you put them anywhere else, just send it to us, which nobody ever does. But if you do, send us those reviews and we'll send us like a, a, a screenshot or something. Yes. And then we'll like do read that. it on the shop. Yeah. Or just tell us where it is and we'll go like find it. Yeah, we can do that. That's not hard work. Anyways, we get these at uh, Apple Podcasts, so if you want us to read yours, send us those, and we will do that at the beginning of the show that we were about to do right now. Yes. The first one's from Marcus Graham's Hilarious Improv Podcast. Christina and Jack are hilarious with their improv storytelling. I caught myself laughing for hours as this pairs improvisation stories that caused me to visualize the unique and calculable situation. I would love to see this podcast live. Maybe one day that'll be a thing. Maybe. I mean, it's not like they're going to see the things we're talking about, though. We're going to act them out. We're going to act them out. I'm not sure how. A podcast live is such a weird thing. Yeah. Are they moving around? No, they're kind of just watching people at a table talk to each other. Yeah. It is kind of weird. like, the ones that they're storytelling, like they said? I don't know. Maybe. Are they... Uh, if it's, like, a group, I'm sure they're, we're at a table or whatever, slightly aimed towards the audience or whatnot. And I guess they're more there for the atmosphere of people laughing collectively. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all mm-hmm. laughing together. Yes. 
But we I should guess. dress up for that. Like we're acting. Like we're acting? Yes. We need some clone cats. Like they don't have to be doing anything. They're I just don't in the even background. Know what we're talking about when we're no, there. they're just gonna be walking around and behind us on the stage. The other characters. Okay. I mean, we're gonna be just like ourselves. We're not. We're talking, but we're gonna have a bunch of other actors who aren't talking with us, but they represent things we've already talked about. So this is just a really expensive background noise setup we're gonna have. Yes. Okay. And second is from Ember's editor. Dazzling. The fact is, the Just Conversation podcast is a discursive, albeit organized, blast of dialogue that's fluid, swift, and perfectly paced. The topics are terrific, the momentum of the show is fabulous, and the hosts are like old friends you wish you had. Well, now you do. Unessential. Listen. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Fabulastic. We've become so many people's old friends. I mean, some people have been listening to us like three years now. Yeah, four. Four? Or something like that. We're your best friends. And I don't know who the fuck you are. Nope. That's the best part. Yep. You can enjoy my friendship and I never have to see you, talk to you, hear of you, know you, understand anything about you. Yep. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's the best exchange. You listen to me, I'll never hear your voice ever. That is... A very sad relationship, I guess. I, Is it, though? I don't know. It's equal to, like, a pet or something. They're the pet, though. You they? listen to your pets, though. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. They're less than that. They're less than that, yeah. They're like, they're like the subhumans, except we communicate with the subhumans. But we don't listen to the subhumans. But we can talk to them. I, yeah. But we're talking to them. No, we're literally talking to them. Mm. I guess uh, I'll rephrase that. We talk with the subhumans. Okay. And we do not do that. No, we talk to the listeners. Okay. <laughs> so then it's like subhumans then listeners? Yes. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't think it was possible. For something lower than subhumans? <laughs> For something lower than subhumans to be a thing. Well. But then humans, I mean, listeners are over cockroach people, right? Because the subhumans listen to the humans? Because we're human, but we're clones. Yeah. Do the subhumans listen to the... I guess they do, too. I guess they're still under the regular humans. I guess it's clones, regular humans, subhumans. But the clones only listen to the super powerful humans. These aren't just regular humans. This is my point. So the clones listen to the elite humans. And we don't even know if they're humans. Then the regular humans listen to the clones, and then the subhumans listen to the clones, the regular humans, and the sub and the and the elite. Anyways. <laughs> yes. So we went on the social medias of the world and junk. And we told you guys, hey, we usually ask a couple of questions and whatnots, but this time we're not gonna ask some questions or whatnots. We you don't want, want your we don't want your questions. We're not gonna answer anything. What we're gonna do is we're gonna ask you a question, <laughs> and you're gonna give us the answers. What question did we give them? We asked them, "What is your solution to a paradox dun, that dun, you dun. think you can solve?" To a paradox, that's complicated. Yes, and a bunch of horrible, terrible, irrational answers were sent. Yes, yes they were. Most of it was garbage, and we're not even going to bother with most of it. Mm -hmm. But within 
the mountain of garbage that was sent. There's still some garbage, I think. There's still some garbage? So you're saying that there was so much garbage that even the good ones were garbage. But at least they tried better than the ones that were so garbage Mm -hmm. we didn't bother with. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's how garbage. No, I'm sorry, people. I love you guys. I don't. (laughs) And you guys need you guys need to try harder next time. Like way harder. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for the responses. Yes, thank you so much. I am so sorry your capabilities are so limited though. I mean, maybe they're more complicated than I thought. Like maybe something that I thought was like, eh, this answer is whatever, you're gonna be like, Whoa, this answer is amazing. But it's most likely that everybody who submitted was hit with a brick as a child over the head. And we got the responses as repercussions from that. <laughs> so let's jump in to what they believe mm-hmm. they have figured out to solve these fucking paradoxes. All right. The first one is, what happens if you are in a car going the speed of light and you turn the headlights on? Fascinating. So... I don't see how it's a paradox, but no. I can definitely answer that nothing happens because photons are moving forward and you are moving at their speed. No light shines because you're moving as fast as the light. So the light that would land on a surface you are with. Mm-hmm. So it would be behind you, I guess. The only illumination... The light will be behind you. A photon works in such a way that it bounces off of something and then it hits your eye. You see the bounce. You're going at the speed of light. Yes. Which is the speed of photon travels. So, so wouldn't it be moving exactly with you? Exactly. It wouldn't except move. you're moving at its speed. By the time it bounces, it has a whole other journey to make. So it's going in the opposite direction. Hmm. You're with it at the same speed, but people can only see it once it bounced off of something. So because you're moving at the same speed, you can't see it. The rest of the world can see it. Yeah, and they see the light going back. Everything in this room, you can only see because the light touched it. And you saw the bounce of that light off of the surface to your eye. But you're saying if someone's looking at this car traveling in the speed of light, I guess. You're traveling with the car. You see nothing. Okay. You're the speed of the photon. Mm. Others will be able to see it, but because you're traveling at the speed of the photon, by the time it hits something, now you're gone. Because you're traveling at the same speed, Mm -hmm. but it must hit something and then do another journey. You've passed the spot it hit by the time it touches it. It touches it while you're there, but now Mm -hmm. it has to do a whole second journey. It's not traveling the speed of light times two. It's traveling the speed of light by half because the second trip is also the speed of light. Okay. Hmm, hmm. Because I thought the same thing as the person thought that um the her name is Alice Swats. Alice Swats from Alberta, Canada said, "The headlight will turn on, yet it will be trapped at the exact source so long as you go exactly the speed of light." Because I would think if you go faster than the speed of light, maybe things would change. Oh my but god! But since you're going the same speed. Like, I was thinking what she was thinking. I was thinking wrong. You're totally right. Because because I am picturing you traveling at the speed of the photons. The car is also going the speed of light. 
Mm-hmm. Everything's going. Th- yeah, I didn't okay. consider the car moving that fast. The I was thinking just the photons moving. So yeah, I think it would stay trapped inside the 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 cone that's trying to give out the light because it has it can't escape. It doesn't have extra speed to move faster than and get out. It would just stay where it is. Yeah, but if you were going, I guess faster than the speed of light, then would the light be behind you? You it would still oh, look no, the wait. same. The I car is traveling at a normal speed, and you're traveling the speed of light. You are racing the photons. You wouldn't see light because the photon doesn't have time to hit a surface and then get to you. When you're going faster than the light? No, you're going the same speed as the light, but the light has to make two trips. One, where it's headed. Second, where it's coming from. You would not be reached after it made impact and has to go another trip. You're Mm. with it before it gets there. Once it makes its first stop, you're gone. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is... I thought this was still interesting, so I still asked it anyways, but... Alright, the second one. A law teacher came across a student who was willing to learn, but wasn't able to pay the fees. The student struck a deal, saying, I'll pay your fee the day I win my first case in court. The teacher agrees and proceeds with the law course. When the course was finished, the teacher started pestering the student to pay up the fee. The student reminded him of the deal and pushed days. Um, fed up with this, the teacher decides to sue the student in the court of law, and both of them decide to argue for themselves. The teacher puts forward this his argument, saying, If I win this case, as per the court law, the student has to pay me, as the case is about his non-payment of dues. And if I lose the case, the student will still pay me because he would have won his first case. So either way, I get the money. Okay, do you want the student's argument? The student had a side argument? I didn't, I didn't know this. What's the student's argument? The student argued the back, saying, If I win the case, as per the court of law, I don't have to pay anything to the teacher, as the case is about my non-payment of dues. And if I lose the case, I don't have to pay him, because I haven't won my first case yet. So either way, I'm not going to pay the teacher anyway. Interesting. Ah, uh, I don't know. What? I I don't know. This is complicated because the teacher... They're both good. They're both... Like, the teacher taught well. <laughs> uh, yes. Teacher taught this kid the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So the teacher sues for the money and if the kid loses then the teacher by default wins and if the kid wins the teacher gets paid anyways in either situation the teacher gets paid but if the student from the student's perspective if he loses he didn't win his first case he can't pay the teacher because the deal is when i win my first case i will pay you and if he wins mm-hmm. then because the argument the in court the court order the court law yeah. the thing is about the case then he wins thus he should be the one compensated or not having to pay they're so, both right they're both right they're both nobody's wrong but someone has to be wrong or someone has to pay up or not pay up should the student pay up or not i guess is the question should the student pay up or not that is really the question because if he wins because if he wins right He won his first case, so he should pay the teacher, but the case in court was about payment 
Yes. So and the he, court said, don't pay. Exactly. That would be the verdict in court. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is we have a conflict of outside in court. Outside in court? Yeah, there's an what? outside conflict and oh. an in court conflict. Yes. The deal between the teacher and the student mm-hmm. involves the student winning. Yes. The court situation itself involves the teacher winning. Hmm. The teacher winning? How old is that? If the teacher wins in court, the court says he gets paid. Yeah. If the student wins his first case, the teacher then gets paid. But the student thing is a personal agreement, mm-hmm. while the court thing is court thing. It's the law. It's the law. So there's two different scenarios happening at the same time, and the problem is they're overlapping. So we would have to break this up into two different things. Court-wise, we would just do whatever that is first, right? Yeah. Whatever the court says goes. Yes. So the kid wins. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to pay anybody because yeah. court. We're not looking at personal uh, word of mouth agreements. The kid doesn't have to pay. He won in court. Yes. Then, although he didn't have to pay in court, he won his first case coming outside of court. Now you have to talk to the teacher on a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. You owe him the money. So you owe him in that instance. Why? Because the agreement was if you win. By court, you do not pay. Done. You won the case. You're not supposed to pay your teacher through court. But now you sit back and you're like, good case, man. You definitely won it. That's great. You defended yourself. You did it right. Mm -hmm. Okay, teacher, because you taught me how to win a case. This student, like, that's how it should work, but the student doesn't want to pay, and he's like, well, the court said I don't have to, so I'm he not totally going to. He totally didn't. That's why we're dividing the two instances. Mm. Now we have an objective backup and look at it. Mm-hmm. The kid would pay in that instance from either perspective. If, if we just divide the two instances mm-hmm. from either perspective, the kid pays. Because let's look at it from the teacher's perspective. Mm-hmm. If the student loses the case the teacher gets paid yeah by the student in court Mm -hmm. but then with the agreement actually this is more fucked because the teacher would get paid twice if the student won oh no i guess no no matter what the teacher gets paid exactly no matter (laughs) what instance says the student won should he have to pay him afterwards through court um this is your I don't know why you're including the word of mouth as part of the court. Oh. No, it's, I mean afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. No, that's their personal agreement. It has nothing to do with court. Oh. That's just like a deal you made and yeah. spit your hands and you shook with each other. That had nothing to do with court. So I'm just saying, in that moment, does he have to pay him? If you're going to follow your agreement. Even though he won. In- it has nothing to do with court. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with court. All right. The agreement is unrelated the court trial is about paying so in the court Mm -hmm. they're gonna throw the verdict based on that who had the best argument whatever somebody won yes whoever won if it's the teacher then he got paid through court by the student but now we have to consider the deal the student doesn't have to pay the teacher a second time Yeah. Because he lost. He didn't win his first case yet. Mm -hmm. That being said, once the student does go and win his first case, the teacher's still going to get a second payment. A second payment. Because that's the deal. 
when the kid wins his first case. Yeah, but when he wins his first p- case, he doesn't pay him. So why is that the second pay? The kid didn't win his first case. If the court paid the teacher, it's because the teacher won. Yeah. And, and the student didn't win yet. Yeah. When the student goes and wins a case, the oh, individual eventually. deal is yeah. Yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, paid. Yeah. So if the teacher wins, he gets two payments. Oh, okay. I see. Yes. Yeah. Now, if the student wins... He just has to pay him once. He just has to pay him once. No oh. matter what, though, the teacher gets paid. Oh, my gosh. The student should want to... Win. Hmm, win. The yeah, students should want, should want to, win. to win. Yeah. Yep. And still pay. I and guess, still pay. Yeah. That's the that's ha- the solution here. The students should want to pay his teacher through court by winning because the teacher sued him too late. Now you're in court already. You should win this case against him, mm-hmm. not pay him through court, but then keep your deal anyways afterwards. Yes. Yeah, so you don't have to do it twice. Yes. That's crazy. Because you, if he, the teacher wins, mm-hmm. court paid him. Well, you paid him, but court obligation yes but then your deal it has nothing to do with that has nothing to do with that if it would just be if i won my first case then that's changes things but it's just my first case no no. you're thinking about first case as in whatever first case he has no it's when he wins his first case yes not when he wins his first case yeah Ah, okay. Yeah, so yes. he'll get two pay. If the teacher wins in court, he got two payments. Yeah. If the student wins in court, the teacher Just got once. one. Yep. Okay. What? Fascinating. Okay, so Daniel Martinez from Fairhope, Alabama responds with If the student wins the case, that means only that the teacher's pestering about the money before the conditions of the agreement were met was wrong before the case was filled. Just because the court has ruled that pestering was wrong doesn't mean that the student has to disregard earlier agreement. The court is not ruling the unconditional non-payment of fees. If the student loses his case, then he has to pay because the court order has higher weight than the previous agreement. It's just saying that the court wins. He's basically just saying the court will win. The court? The court. The court wins the... Oh, uh, whatever the court says goes. Yes. The court is priority. There you go. Yes. Over the agreement. So the agreement no longer matters once you made it to court. Hmm. Which is essentially right. We're Our our conclusion only comes from dividing the two things. But the case is about the two things. But that's only if the student actually wants to do that. Because... It depends on the type of person I guess the student is, whether or not. What, in our solution? Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately, it doesn't even have to be out of malice. It could be like, you've learned everything you've learned, and you will pay me once you win your first case. Yes, teacher. Okay, I'm going to be your first case as a test. Mm -hmm. And if I win, then I get money, and then you got to pay me when you win your first case. But if you win, then you've paid me for my services. So it could just be a training method in which yes. you got fucked and had to pay twice. That's so it's not fun. out of malice. It could but just no. be the agreement. Yeah. So separating it works depending on how the situation came to be. Obviously, they specify the teacher was angry about not being paid. So that's not the case. Our solution isn't exactly what's going on, which his solution makes perfect sense, which is whatever the court says is ultimately what will happen. I guess that's true. But hmm. hmm. I like our solution. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) The card paradox. The next statement is true. The previous statement is false. Okay. The next statement is true. The previous statement is false. It's another sentence paradox? Is that what you call it? uh, Language paradox? Yeah, it's a language paradox. The next statement is true. 
the previous statement is false. It's just a loop. I don't know. So if the statement about the next one being false is a true statement... Then the, the statement the, of being true is false? It's true. Wait, <laughs> if the previous statement is false, then it means that the next statement is true is a lie. Which means that the previous statement is false is also a lie. So they're both a lie? They're both lying. But if they're both lying, then it's saying that the next statement is false... The previous statement is Okay, true. we gotta look at it like this. <laughs> if the... Ne- no, 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 because we're not flipping the words. We're taking no. this literally as it is. Oh, okay. If the next statement is true... Yes. Right. Which is, the previous statement is false. So the previous one becomes false. The previous statement is a lie. So that Because means- the following statement is not lying. Okay. Which means... What? That the previous statement is saying the following statement is a lie, which means the previous statement is true. I guess it is a loop. It is a loop. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Hmm. The next statement is true. They're both a lie. They can't be both a lie because we- then if, it does a loop too? Yeah, it's a loop. If the, if the next statement is true, yes. saying that the previous statement is false, then the previous statement couldn't have been- true it was false which means it's saying that the following statement is lying which is claiming that the previous statement isn't actually true yeah but if the previous statement isn't true then the following statement is false Uh, which means that the previous statement had to be true had to uh, no but then it's it's telling the truth it depends where you choose to stop. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't keep going forever. Yes. It just depends really where you choose Whoa. to stop this. All right. You want to hear the answer, though? Somebody thought answer? there was a solution for this? Yeah. Okay. Hannah George from De- Derby, UK. You can't assume out of ignorance that either side is true. However, you can't assume either is false. Also, if the back, if the back, I guess if the previous statement is false, false oh because it's a card statement the front of the card is saying that the next statement is true you flip the card and then it says the previous statement is false (laughs) so they're saying if the back was a liar though you don't know how often it lies when it lies what it lies about etc taking that in stride the front of the car can be true or false depending on the condition there are many different scenarios. They could also both be liars. Their positions can be switched around, etc. You need a third party for ver- verification. This is garbage answer. Your answer is not great, Hannah. What? It's so poor because she's just making assumptions outside of the statements. And that defeats the purpose. What? That She's not using any of the existing information to, to try to summarize this. She's adding values like maybe... This one isn't always a lie, and maybe that one isn't always the truth. So you can assume, in this case, starting off that the next statement is true, is actually true, and that who cares what the next one says, the previous statement is true, meaning the next one might be a lie within itself. Within itself. So the previous statement is false, is in itself a false statement, meaning that the first statement is true. Which would be true. If we had a third party to verify, <laughs> I guess that would help. If there was a third sentence that was like, both these statements are lies. 
The I guess. statement is true. The previous statement is false. Or the third sentence could say the first. No, I guess. No, because hmm. then it, would, it wouldn't be a paradox anymore. Okay. The next one. The ship of Theseus. There's an existing ship, and uh. it is brand new, and it's made up of a hundred panels. And one day, one of those panels breaks, and you replace it with a new panel. Mm -hmm. So, every time a new panel gets damaged, you change the panel. But eventually, you changed 20 panels. Mm -hmm. Then you changed 30 panels. Now you got half. You changed another 20 panels. Now 70 panels are different. Eventually, you got to 100 panels. Is that the same ship? Is it still the, same, the ship. same ship if every panel has changed? Yeah. And if it is the same, if it's not the same ship, though, when exactly when did it transition? Did it transition, yes. Yes. And also, if you took all the old pieces and you made the same ship out of those old pieces. Is that is new that ship <laughs> then? The original ship. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So if you make a new ship out of the old pieces, rearrange them in the same order, you mm -hmm. recreate the exact ship. You still have ship. the original one, which is made out of new parts, and then you have a new one that's made, made out, out of, of old the, parts. The original parts. Yeah. So you have the same ship which twice. Which is the real one. At which point did the ship stop being what it was or and who became says a new that ship? it is a new... I mean... I Here's the problem. Here's the problem. It has to be a different ship if you can make a whole other ship no, out of the previous parts. I don't think so. You think that all the new... All the old parts that rebuilt to form this ship, that is a new ship? The new ship? No, I think they're both the old ship. <laughs> You think they're both the old ship? Yes. What makes the boat made out of completely new panels the old ship? Because it was the old ship. It just, it was that. It was that. Nothing so you're basically assuming that the old ship has like a soul or something. Yes. And that that's what you're building around the entire time. It's not the soul. It's, it's your thing. Your thing. No, you... but you can have the thing and it be a different thing and still be your thing. It can, but... Like, you can own two cups. <laughs> yeah. But, huh. But when does it become the new thing? That's the weird part about it. I would argue 50% in. 50% in? I would argue... Why not 51% in? How do you decide? Because now it's majority. At 50%, it's half and half. I, I guess 50% is when it's neither, and then 51 is actually when it's more of this other thing. Okay, but when it's 50-50, then what is it? It's two ships. <laughs> it's two ships. It's two ships put together. Okay. I would argue that if you remove, as, as you're removing old panels, you're decreasing how much of the original ship it was. Yeah. It's always less of the ship mm -hmm. until you take out that last panel. Now there's no... No trace of the original ship. It's so it's never not been the old ship until it has zero panels. But yes. also, it's not the old ship at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just always less. Now you compose all the old pieces again. That's literally the old ship. In fact, yeah. you can start building the old ship every time you swap that a panel. And now most of it is here. But some of it is over there. Yeah. Though you really probably couldn't do this because all those parts are broken. So you wouldn't be able to do that. That's why you're switching them out You would out just anyway. have a beat up ship. Maybe <laughs> yeah. your understanding of a messed up part is it got scratched. Ah, okay. And then you took it out and you put it over there. But yeah. you're making a new boat, allegedly, out of these <laughs> yes, parts. Yeah. 
but it's the same boat because mm-hmm. they were built for that shape and that size and whatever. So all you did was move the ship pretty much. Panel by panel. Panel by, yeah, over to a new a location. <laughs> yes. So you I basically guess... built a second ship. But you didn't build a second ship. You did. You built two ships. Oh, you built two ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the first one is the new ship. Yeah, yeah. You built two ships. Yeah. Yeah, you basically you just had built two one, different ships. And you built two. Slowly. Okay. Yeah, slowly. Very slowly. Whoa. Okay. So it's always less of the original ship than it was, is my answer. Yeah, but when you just lose one panel, it's still the same ship. It's one panel less. If there's literally 100 panels, yeah, it is 1% less. Okay, so it's less. Yeah. That's, a, that's a weird way of thinking of it, though. I guess. Like, it's less what it was, but it's still the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's 1% different. It's 1% different, yes. But no one thinks of things like that, though. Like, you buy new shoe strings for your sneaker, you're not... It's not a new sneaker. It's a different sneaker? It's a different... I guess. Okay. (laughs) Sherry Taylor from Tasmania, Australia. The experience that happens on the boat over time as you repair it is what makes it your boat. Where it gets muddy for me is the second part, where I'm inclined to say the old pieces built into a boat are the real boat, but I'm a lot less confident. Okay, so she also thinks, like you, that the boat has a soul. (laughs) I don't... No, it's the experience, the attachment you get from the thing, Which is a soul. The soul? Yes. It's sort of the essence of the ship. Okay, what if the ship is a person? Exactly. Okay, then how would we... Would it be the way you're saying this isn't... This person is less this person? Um, it depends on what you're claiming the person is. Is the person the soul? Okay, let's look at it like this. Altered carbon. Altered carbon, you upload the person into a chip, you move the person to a new body. That is still the same person, Mm -hmm. even if the body has changed. Their soul is in the chip. Their memories, their experiences, the memories other people have of them, all of that is in that. So you don't just say, the body is what I remember, that's what matters. No. You're like, what the chip has is who I experienced that with. Yes. But it's so complicated. It's not, okay, but what about, like, okay, face off. That's a weird example, but okay, there's the old guy, and then there's the new version of the old guy. People still see the old version. That's because they don't know. They literally think, let's go back to the boat using that example. Go back to the boat. Okay. We have two boats. You never saw me go, I haven't seen you in five years, and I went through the whole process of replacing every panel, but I also rebuilt the other boat. When you come to my dock, you see... The panels that were reconstructed, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that old boat. That's the same idea. I remember that old boat. And that's your new boat? Meanwhile, the new boat is the one I built with the old panels, Mm -hmm. and the old boat is the one I went on the trips with, which have all new panels. Your memory is projected onto the old boat. That's face-off. You don't know the swap happened. Yeah. But- that, then that's just, we're, we're breaking down into something super <laughs> philosophical where whatever you think until your reality gets corrected yes. individually is what the original oh, is. Oh, okay. So my original and your original, even if we're talking about the same two boats, yes, might be different. 
Yes, because it depends on... Yes. Yours okay, yeah. are based on not the experience. You never rode the boat. You saw the boat mm-hmm. that I always told you about. Yes. So when you come, you see the old panels. You remember that as the old boat. When I remember all the trips I went on and the hard work of literally changing the panels, I think of the new boat. Mm-hmm. And we're both talking about the same boat, but we're thinking about two different things. Yes. So, so... the soul of the boat is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And in that case, the new panels are the old boat because that's where your experiences and your memories and everything took place. Yeah. But it's a fucking boat and it doesn't have a soul. The old panels (laughs) are what experienced all of it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's interesting. That being said, Uh as you change one panel at a time and you go on another trip with 99 of those panels, you had an experience with 100 panels of which one was a new panel. Now you go with 98 because you had to change another one. That trip destroyed it. You start building different memories that one of those panels at a time doesn't experience each time. Yeah. But for you, you're still picturing the first one. Yes. This is what I'm talking about. The panels themselves. From the panel's perspective, neither boat is the original boat or they're both the original boat. Because if they were, if they had... Uh, yeah the soul collectively like they full feel like yes they both share aspects of the entire or some form of the trip yes that the journey was what so from the boat's perspective (laughs) it's both new and not it exists in this weird sort of double thing going on where it remembers a lot of it but then the longer in there's less of it yeah. So they both have both the boats have different experiences. Yeah, their but memories they both are... share a lot of experiences because yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of the new panels experience what they experience with the old panels. But there's a lot of old panels that experience things that the new panels didn't. Because mm-hmm. at trip ninety, at trip one hundred, you added a brand new panel that never experienced anything mm-hmm. that the first panel you took off at number one did. So those two panels have nothing in common. Yeah. Wow, this has become a lot more complicated, but the boat doesn't know what's going on. That's why I think the percentage makes sense. Okay. (laughs) That's much simpler. Yes, because if the old panels are 50% the old boat, that's because you have 50% of the experiences there with you. Mm -hmm. You get my point? Yeah. And I, I guess the percentage keeps happening, but it eventually it splits off anyways because they both were there for some of it. Yes. It's weird. It's weird. It becomes really weird. So from the person observing the boat, it's whatever you're projecting your memory onto. What, the owner The owner of the boat? The person talking about the boat, owner or not. Anybody perceiving the boat, because again, the example yeah. is you never got on the boat. You don't own the boat. You saw the boat. I changed all the panels by the time you saw it again. You think that second boat is the original boat. Mm-hmm. But I think the new boat is the original boat. And the second boat is the new boat I built with the old panels. Yes. And both the boats think they're the original boat. Yes. <laughs> so neither one of us think the same. The, oh the my same, gosh. but yes. both the boats think the same. Yeah. And we're all talking about the same thing. And you're all right. Yes, everybody's correct. Yep. Yes, I think that's that's what's happening. Yep. Boats got souls. No. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I would argue that then a soul is our collection of thoughts and memories based on a thing. That our... is the soul. Our collection of things. Is our soul? Is their soul? Souls. Soul. The soul of whatever. Is like everyone's collection? <laughs> is it gets- Sometimes. It's all of the above. It's all of the above. It's really complicated then. 
I meet a like per- a I meet a person. I meet a person. You meet a person. You know that person got killed, and you cloned that person. I don't know that person was cloned. You just think of that person as a clone. I think of that person as the original person. They have a different soul to you. They have the same soul to me. Yeah. Soul is what your your collection of memories, what you know, what you understand, what you believe, put together relative to a thing, a person, place. But what do they feel? Who cares what they feel? You're the one projecting their soul. Oh. Their soul to themselves is different than your understanding of their soul. Okay. Yeah. Or their essence and soul are the same thing. What you All think right. they are is not what they think they are. And yeah. it's not what I think they are. Mm-hmm. And that's always the case. I think then, in any case, that's the soul. That's the essence. The essence. Yes. That's a better word, I think. Because it's very it's complicated. It's what everyone thinks. And no one's wrong. And nobody's right. No one's right. Because just, there's no real truth. Exactly. There you go. That really falls into it. It's We're each subjectively interpreting it. Yeah. That's Even the, the original thing is has an, is going through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. wrong about themselves. They're right about themselves. Who knows? All right. The next paradox is the paradox of heaps. Or heap, I guess. Oh, right shit. One. I remember this one. If you remove a single grain of sand from a heap, you still have a heap. Keep removing a single grain and the heap will disappear. Can a single grain of sand make the difference between heap and non-heap? Here's the problem with this paradox. So you have a sing- uh, a giant mountain. And you took one grain of sand. Do we define that? Do we define taking that grain of sand off of it as taking? It's no longer a heap because we took a grain of sand. No. So then we can use by definition taking a grain of sand off of the mountain. It doesn't doesn't stop the heap from being a heap. One of one grain of sand removed doesn't stop the heap from being a heap. Yeah. You repeat this over and over and over and over until there's nothing. You're taking one grain of sand at when there's a hundred grain of sands. Is it still a heap? When you got the ten grain of sands and you took one out, that act of taking one out doesn't stop it from being a heap. Nevertheless, you're now at ten. Hmm. So. If the act itself, this is a labeling problem. What's a heap, though? It's a like crap a ton. Mountain, a ton? A bunch. A bunch of something. Bunch Do of you something. have a lot of sand? I'll rephrase it because this is old, so the words are tragically yeah. crappy. You have a lot of sand. Mm-hmm. Taking a single grain of sand out doesn't stop it from being a lot of sand. So, yes. as long as you take one grain of sand off of it, it's going to be a lot of sand. But you did that a hundred thousand times, and now there's only ten grains of sand. Mm. When did it stop being a lot of sand, and what made it stop being a, a lot, lot of, sand. of sand? When was it no longer a lot of sand? What thing changed that? Um, How much sand is a lot of sand, and what, at what point do you take a single one out and it no longer is? And then yeah. we got to classify taking one grain of sand out at least at that moment, mm. is stopping it from being a lot of sand. That's so weird. Okay, because what I was picturing, okay, maybe it's wrong, probably, because a heap, I thought, like, maybe it's, like, a mountain of sand. So once the mountain is, like, you take enough that it's just a flat of sand on the floor, then that's it. You're That's not a heap of sand <laughs> once it reaches the last level. <laughs> no, I don't know why the heap is the word they use for that. But a lot. A it's lot still is a lot, goal. though. Uh, yeah, it, I see. It, except it eventually isn't. But why? 
Like, I can intuitively tell you 10 grains of sand isn't a lot. Yeah. 100 grains of sand isn't a lot. I can hold that in my hand. That's a little bit of sand. But it is a lot because it's 100 and 100 is a lot. Who says 100 is a lot? It's a big number. <laughs> in that type of way, it's a lot. It's a high number of sand. Even if it's... A high number of sand? A grain... A hundred grains of sand. Yeah. Is less than a quarter, maybe? But it's still a heap. You No, it's not. It's you think not? So if I had a quarter's worth of sand in my hand and I showed you that and I'm like, look at the sand. You're like, that's a lot of sand. Could you count that? If I could. If I could prove to you there's a thousand... <laughs> a hundred grains of sand. Yeah. And I showed it to you. <laughs> and it's the size of a quarter. Yeah. It'd be still really annoying. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that that I have in my hand right now. That's a hundred. That's a hundred, <laughs> and I could count them for uh-huh. you, and I will show you. And I, after a few, you, after that's you a lot. Count, yes, once like before you reach a hundred, I'm like, that's too much. Stop counting. <laughs> no, the counting is a lot, but what makes that much sand a lot? Oh, hmm. The number, I don't know. That's all we have. It's not. I don't. Okay, you were born. You're only gonna live a hundred days. That's a lot. Hmm. A hundred stops being a lot suddenly. Yeah. Who decided that a hundred was a lot? Yeah. You can live a hundred days. I was told by Chrissy that's a lot. So mm. you good. You're gonna make it far. A hundred days? What? Yeah. Hmm. Better yet. What? You got a hundred minutes. Holy shit. Lucky you. A hundred minutes to live. A <laughs> hundred minutes to live. Uh, lucky you. Yeah. A hundred, that's I a don't lot. know, but I'm just picking any number. It doesn't matter that's a hundred, I guess. But okay, a million. Is that a lot? Is it? I don't know. The problem is a labeling problem. Where are we deciding and why? Can we explain why? Can we explain why? No. <laughs> no. It has to be random. I don't know. A hundred right? days isn't a lot, but a hundred chocolate bars is. Yes. We can do that with other things, but we can't do that with heap. A hundred Days to live is very little. Yeah. But a hundred days to download a movie is a lot. Is a lot. Yeah. It's still a hundred days in both instances. I guess it's circumstantial. But then we can't do that with heaps though. A hundred grains of sand isn't a lot, but a hundred no. cars is. hundred cars is. Hmm. hundred cars is a lot if one person owns them. Yes. A hundred grains yeah. of sand is not if one person owns them. Okay. But how many is a lot? When it comes to sand, I guess, is the question. <laughs> Where would it look like a lot to you if I had a handful of sand? Is that then a lot? A bucket full? Is a bucket full a lot of sand? I think so. I guess for sand, it's bordering for sand, a lot. that's what I mean. But there's so many factors. Like, I need a bucket full of sand, but I want to build a sand castle. Now, it's not too little. Yeah. Ah! Hmm. Hmm. What uh, constitutes something being a lot? You have to compare it to something else. Yes, That's at all times. The That's the only way. But yes. then what are you even defining that other thing as a lot based on? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing. <laughs> I don't know. That's how we do it, though. Somehow we were able to do it with a bunch of different examples. Like, bro, I got one dinosaur. Whoa, that's, that's a, lot. a lot. Yes. That's a lot of dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> It makes sense and doesn't make sense. What's a crazy it's just paradox? We're just we have to compare it. To we something. have to compare it. Yeah, there's no way by by the measurements of sand, 
What is a heap? I could answer that question if I knew how much they meant by saying heap. Okay. How much was in the original heap? A million. That's a lot. Maybe. Is that a lot? Damn, I don't know. No. Does a bucket of sand hold? Because relative to what? It still doesn't matter. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't. Only relative to something else. That's the only way. Yes. Yes. So heap is only a lot compared okay, to Okay, so what's else? the answer to this? <laughs> something disappointing. No. Probably. <laughs> Jane Snyder from Palm Coast, Florida. There is no point in which grains of sand become a heap because there is no objective objective definition of a heap. Thus, it is left to interpretation of the person experiencing it. Yes. yes. You know what, Jan Snyder? You're the best answer so far. Yeah. You get the award for greatest answer on the history of just conversation. What? Submitted. Yeah. For so, today. For today. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. That made perfect sense. That's basically what we're saying. It's very yes. subjective. It is. Ah. Yep, yep. It's too complicated. No, it's too complicated. All right. Lazy Bones Paradox. If destiny designed a master plan which defines everything that is to happen, isn't it useless, for example, to go to a doctor? If I am ill and it is my destiny to remain to regain health, then I will regain health whether I visit a doctor or not. If it is my destiny to not regain my health, then seeing a doctor can't help me. Fascinating. Ooh, this is Ooh. one I've never heard before. Hmm. Interesting. So destiny exists and no matter what, things are going to unfold the way they unfold. Yes. So but... you go to the doctor to get healthy, it wouldn't matter because you were going to get healthy anyways. So mm -hmm. that is, in fact, useless by that standard. Is that the free will problem? Yes. Where is it? It's, is it? It might not be. Because in the free will problem, okay, so you have a sentient creature that created everything. Mm -hmm. And he knew everything you were going to do before he created it. Thus, he created you essentially to make those choices because he knew every choice you were going to make before you ever existed. Essentially, you were created to fulfill that need yes. unless he chose to change what he knew you were going to do ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So everything you've done is part. No, it's completely different because everything you do in that case is planned. Do you have free will would be the ultimate question because yes, it's your choice, but he also knew every choice you're going to make ahead of time. And he made you to make those choices that he knew, even if you were doing it from alleged free will, it's not really free will. So that's a paradox on its own. This is totally different because there's a predestined plan. Yeah. And you can alter it, but the main principles of the plan remain intact. Uh, this is the time machine problem. He goes back. The girl is going to die. It's her destiny. It's pointless to go back in time and try to save her because all you can do is prevent how she's going to die from yeah. happening. Not the fact that she's going to die from happening. And it's that same idea. No matter what, the principle of that constant is she will die. Mm -hmm. So she got hit by a car the first time. You went back, saved her from getting hit by a car, but then she got run over by a horse. Because the principle is she's going to die. Yeah. Huh. That's destiny. That's destiny. But is it destiny for you to go back in time? Maybe not. Maybe, Or maybe it was your destiny to go back in time. Yeah. But it wasn't your destiny to change the fact that she was oh, going to die. Okay. Yeah. Because Cause it was her destiny yeah. to die. Yes. Can you oh. have two conflicting destinies? I doubt it. Because no. destiny is one plan. Yeah. That's why you can't change it. Okay. Yep. Mm. So then, 
theoretically, it would be pointless. The question is, what things make it into that destiny's plan? Because I guess ultimately you wouldn't die if there were other things to fulfill in your destiny and you got sick. It wouldn't matter. You're going to get healthy because you still have to fulfill the other parts of your destiny no matter what. Hmm. You're not stopping destiny. But in real life, you should probably still go see a doctor. Right. But now you're doing what that other person did who brought it out of the context of the paradox itself. What? You brought it to the real world. Oh, which, who cares, in the real world, we're not dealing with that in the real world. There's mm-hmm. probably no destiny. Okay, okay. But within the paradox, yeah, yes, it would essentially be pointless to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Because destiny is, you're going to fulfill it no matter what. It's going to guide you in that direction. There's nothing you can do. Okay, I guess that's... Yeah, you can't change destiny. So. Anything you do is part of destiny if there is destiny. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see I see that. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? I th- yeah, I agree with What's that. What's the response to this? All right. Dennis Roberts from Green River, Wyoming. The man that thinks this is still being controlled by destiny. The person even thinking this is destiny, if he chooses that going to the doctor will solve his problem because destiny is impossible, then that was his destiny all along. This fact doesn't change the reality that destiny is what's going to happen, clear and simple. Nothing can change something as basic and alienable as destiny because attempting to change it is basically, basically is one's destiny. If they so choose to go that route. Yes, 100%. That makes perfect sense. So if the guy chooses to go to the doctor and he's like, why did I do this? This is pointless. I would have gotten well anyways. That's because doing that was how he was going to get well through his destiny. Yes. But if he chose to not go and he got well anyways, not going was his destiny. Having the thought was his destiny. So anything is your destiny. Anything. If destiny, then no free will. If destiny... (laughs) So I guess it is the free will problem. If destiny, then no No free will. I don't know. Because why not both? Because you can't change it. You can't change it. And everything you've done is part of it. But destiny is just, you're going to, what is destiny, I guess? It's the the map that you're going to follow. It's a map. Oh, but destiny is just whatever you're doing, no matter what you're doing. Is it? I guess. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's free will. It's gone. If destiny, then no free will. But just by that, it feels like... It's unfair to compare it to free will, I Why? Guess. Because you're not... Look, look at it like this. Okay. <laughs> I am thinking about having free will. That is a thought you were going to have, and the creator knew it the whole time. And he made you knowing one day he's going to have that thought about free will. Did you think it, or were you made so that you would eventually have that thought? Hmm. And both can't be possible. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird one. I don't know. Because destiny is... Every- Only if you can destiny. defy destiny is does is there free will. But everything is part of destiny. That's why it Then doesn't... there's no free will. Because including your thoughts and actions and everything you've done is part of destiny. Mm-hmm. Although it might feel like a subjective controlled experience. Yeah. It is not. No. You are just watching a set of events unfold thinking it's you. 
Hmm. But you are just a passenger. You are not a driver. So if destiny, the no free will, which means everything you've done, including going to the doctor to get healthy, is in fact your destiny. Mm -hmm. So it's not useless. There's nothing you could have done alternatively. (laughs) Anything you've done was part of your destiny. Yes, yeah. Anyways, that's some food for thought for you guys to uh, fucks with. Yep, yep. Uh And uh, thank you to everyone who submitted and uh, to... All the rest of you who thought you found things. At least one of you, you won the award. Yes, you won a fictional award for this episode, and congratulations. It's truly amazing that you gave us... There was actually more than one good answer in there, though. Yeah. There were some good answers. But we gave only one of them. Yes, only one of them got an award. So congratulations to you, tragic for the rest of you guys. Anyways. Be more creative, people. Yes, 100%. Uh, please stop leaving the reality of the text itself and adding... They probably can't. They're censors. It's a problem. Learn Myers-Briggs, your censor, if you can't leave and enter an intuitive mindset. Anyways, for other things of this nature and actual question episodes, this was just an experiment we ran, which was kind of entertaining. I liked it very much. Me too, me too. So uh, if you want to find uh, question episodes, episodes discussing some of the things we discussed here or of any other nature, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JustConvoPod. You can also find the podcast on the official website at greatthoughts.info, on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Yes, and remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show, and uh, we'll read it in the program at the start of the episode. Yes, and let someone who might like it know about it. Yes, word of mouth, speak of it. Tell people. Let them know. Tell them words. And they will be like, that is cool. And they will join you to listen. Ning. To listen. Listen. Okay. This has been the Just Conversation Podcast. Take nothing personal. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. complicated you know what's weird though i've never really considered this what the fuck like i've dude i write and you don't know what an adjective is? i have no idea what an adjective is i know what a noun is what's a noun you are i am we are nouns so yes. a stan is a noun i don't know i guess is a noun so. what's noun close to name person place or thing okay so a stan yeah Fair enough. A stan is a noun. Fair enough. Yep. I guess. I, but adjective? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Uh, An we... object? No, because a thing is a noun. Yeah. What else is there? What exists <laughs> other than the, people, the, the places, and things? The words you describe things as? Is that an adjective? Is adjective close to additive? I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> like, like that. But yeah. So <laughs> it's like, cool. Is cool an adjective? Totally. I don't know. Dave is cool is being the verb.
The Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor, and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Nitrum, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.